Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everyone, from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Kelly Sander, along with uh, Dalton J. Stanford Esquire, pulling all the, the, the pushing all the right buttons today. Glad that you're with us on this Monday edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Mississippi affiliate network stations all across the state of Mississippi. What a great show we've got planned for you today. One of the most fascinating subjects that we've ever talked about on this show. You know, normally we talk about the different sports teams we have and coaches and players and standings and Conference USA, etc. But you know, it's not all about necessarily athletics at Southern Miss, but, but there's something really fascinating going on at the campus that hopefully you know about, but maybe you don't. And we're here today to, to talk about it. Uh, and it is security at national sporting events. It started out for just intercollegiate events, but now, because of, of grants garnered throughout the years, the National Center for Spectator Sports Safety and Security is on campus at Southern Miss, and their sole job is to, to develop safety and security plans for one-day sporting events, festivals, things like World Cup, because in case you haven't been reading the papers or following the news, it's kind of a bad world out there and there are some people that want to bring harm uh to other people in the world and sporting events where there are a lot of people gathered at once certainly pose a risk so in just a a few minutes we're going to be talking with uh, dr lou marciani who is the director of the nc4s as the as they call it the national center for spectator sports safety and security a little bit later on in the program we're going to shift gears and talk about southern miss uh, football more and more uh Sporting reports coming out about how they expect the things to happen in CUSA football for 2019. We'll tell you where most of the prognosticators think the Eagles fit in the lineup of the standings. Also, um, where different units for Southern Miss are ranked by some of these uh, by some of these magazines and so on. It's kind of fun to always see what uh, what the prognosticators who don't have any skin in the game think about our Golden Eagles. So a lot to talk about this hour. Our first segment brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud to be a supporter of the Eagle hour dickies uh, smokes their meat in-house daily of course all you'd have to do to know that is to drive by their locations and take one good whiff that's always free and uh, believe me once you smell what's going on inside you will go immediately inside dickies barbecue pit with all of the uh, the fresh smoked meats plus the sides and uh, they'll cater your event large or small dickies barbecue pit glad to have them along with us here on the eagle hour and a special shout out today to todd duckworth todd is a mail carrier over in simpson County. He's a big Golden Eagle fan. He's one of the coach of the McGee U9 All-Stars playing at the Cal Ripken State Tournament in D'Iberville. they got a pretty salty bunch there, that McGee team. Todd Duckworth uh, likes this program and uh, listens to it, so we want to give a shout-out to Todd. But now, the taking center stage, the star of today's program, a native of uh, New York and moved to Hattiesburg in 1974. He's had a couple trips back and forth to Hattiesburg, but now the director of the National Center for Spectator Sports Safety and Security, former athletic director at Southern Miss, Dr. Lou Marciani. Dr. Marciani, good to talk to you, friend. 
Well, Kelly, uh, first of all, thank you for uh, having me on the show, and I look forward to uh, uh, with you on the show for the next hour. You know, after after nine eleven, of course, yeah. we we were scared in this country and realized that there are monsters that lurk in the dark. Uh, and when you take a look at, at sporting events, one-day sporting events like the Indy 500 or the Kentucky Derby or multiple-day events like the World Cup, it would be a prime, prime target for people who want to do harm. That was kind of the genesis of yeah. the original grant that was given right. to, to you guys in 2007. Kind of take it from there. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's, I came back to uh, Southern Miss in 2004, Kelly. Um, I was chair, uh, I was director of the, of the School of Human Performance and Recreation, and, uh, and I was doing some teaching and uh, working toward my tenure. Uh, we uh, decided that the uh, work I would do would be uh, in uh, stadium security. So uh, we, we, it was two faculty members, Dr. Walter Cooper and myself. We had one graduate student, Dr., who's now Dr. Stacy Hall, uh, worked on uh, doing a vulnerability assessment of uh, M.M. Roberts Stadium. To, this is back now in 2005, right, to look at what – what vulnerability we had here. And obviously back then, in Eclipse Athletics, uh, it was an issue, large crowds, uh, very little security at that point. So we, we identified the vulnerabilities that led us to uh, look at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and the rest of the state schools. And uh, we caught the attention of the government. The grant came out. They were very concerned about soft targets in 2005, six about how do we better protect the uh, stadiums that uh, are involved in intercollegiate athletics? Well, uh, we won the competitive bid uh, uh, for the uh, grant, and uh, that was a $3.5 million grant to develop curriculum and train uh, first responders at intercollegiate athletic stadiums uh, to uh, really mitigate risk and, and improve uh, response. So that was the beginning of the uh, National Center. By 2006, uh, through IHL, uh, we were very fortunate to uh, uh, have the credentialing of a National Center. So from 2006 now to 2019, uh, Southern Miss has been the uh, academic leader in uh, sports safety and security. And when you look across the board, the original grant came from the Department of Homeland Security. Texas A&M recognized what you were doing and, and wanted yeah. to wanted to jump on board. The Trump yeah. administration now has given you even more money to uh, to yeah. research these things. So obviously, Dr. Mastriani, the, the the work that you guys are doing, and look, I'm a novice. I have no idea exactly what you guys are doing, but yeah. you must be doing something right that everybody is jumping on board. So the next question is, this is a Megatron-type problem. How do you even begin to try to tackle security at events? You're starting at stadiums, but now... Even getting into bigger events, the Indianapolis 500 has 600,000 people there. The World Cup is now going on. A monumental task. How do you begin? Well, our, our job here at the university uh, is, is obviously to support the industry, right? And uh, where we're strong at is on the back end of, uh, of uh, the industry, meaning we uh, – let me take you through uh, a good example would be the uh, Boston bombing at the Boston Marathon, right? Okay. So the event occurred. Uh, obviously, uh, the phones were ringing here back then, and, you know, what are we going to do about it? So so really our role then was to let the event go by, 
the government collected a lot of data, you know, lessons learned from the FBI to Secret Service to uh, DOJ and FEMA. And then at that point, a couple of months later, we formed what they call a focus group to identify throughout the country what, what are the critical issues for a marathon when it comes to security. So we gathered that information. We then formed a committee here at the center that had experts throughout the country in marathons. And then from there, we elevated it to uh, an annual summit, uh, Kelly, in which we bring in 125 thought Whoops, sometimes that happens. We just lost our phone connection with Dr. Lou Marciani, who is the director of National Center, the director of the National Center for Spectator Sports Safety and Security. And that center is on campus at Southern Miss. You know, you hear so much about the Southern Miss polymer science programs. And of course, there's certainly noteworthy and have brought great things to the university. But if you're a sports fan, all right, and understand the, the, the safety uh concerns that there are at at sporting events and to think that the that the center for all of this uh, developing security and so on for these different events are right here uh, at the university of southern mississippi it is uh, it is pretty cool again the original grant came from the department of homeland security back in uh, 2007 it was a three-year grant at the time and, uh, and of course has been re-upped and, and other agencies have been getting on board making note of what has happened at southern miss including the trump administration at directly uh, giving money to this project at uh, at southern miss for the the national National Center for Spectator Sports Safety and Security. Dr. Lou Marciani is the uh, executive director of that center, was an athletic director at Southern Miss, and uh, now is heading that up uh, full time. Not really sure what's going on with our with our phone system. We're trying to work that out and get back with uh, Dr. Marciani. Uh, Later on this week, let's kind of tell you what's going on with the Eagle Hour tomorrow. The professor, Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun-Herald, will be joining us. He normally does that on Thursday, but because Thursday is a July 4th uh, holiday uh, there will be no show uh, nor will there be a show on the eagle hour here on friday the 5th on wednesday uh, bob getty and captain d david sutton will be down in columbia or over in columbia as the case may be for their big bicentennial celebration going on on wednesday july 3rd the eagle hour will originate from there on columbia uh, from columbia so lots of things going on a couple of remotes later on in the month on friday july 12th we will be at uh, ramey's motors in purvis then on the 26th that's also a friday we will be at sully's where we were last friday so much to talk about the whole almost the whole hour dedicated to this fascinating subject of sports safety and security and all the brain trust at southern miss are developing these plans for uh, sporting events all over the world whether it's just a basketball game or something as mega big as the world cup hopefully we'll continue our discussion with dr lou marciani as the eagle hour continues in just a moment Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Kelly Sander back with you on this Monday, July 1st. Half of the year is gone. 
Hard to believe, isn't it? So as we look ahead to the next year, would that mean we're having 2020 vision? As we look forward to the next year, where's the, where's the symbol? Where's the, you know, the rim shot or whatever on, uh, on, on jokes like that? Uh, the Eagle Hour on this Monday. Glad that you're with us. We're still um, efforting, as they say in the business, uh, to get to talk with Dr. Lou Marciani. We ha- actually have him on a phone line, but we're having some things uh, messed up here because we don't think that phone line is going to work through. It will not work through. Okay. So, let's, so the thing we were going to talk about in the last segment of the show, we're going to talk about now while all of our, um, our technicians are trying to work behind the scenes to get Dr. Marciani back on the program, the executive director of the National Center for Spectator Sports Safety and Security, also what they call the NC4S. This uh, segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmart, available uh, 24-7 at campusbookmart.net. It is the go-to place for your Southern Miss swag and or clothes. Of course, prior to the football season, this is the time now you want to go to Campus Bookmart to get your Southern Miss tailgating gear and things ready for the football season. One of the big complaints people always has is, well, I got there too late and they didn't have my size. They didn't. Well, they always will have your size there. And the good thing about the, uh, the clothes that you get there too, the Southern Miss swag that you get at Campus Bookmart, it's not one of these, uh, these type of materials where one thread falls out and then the, the, the whole shirt falls to pieces. Only top quality uh, material and merchandise with your Southern Miss logo. Also your spot for uh, Campus Books as uh, the start of the fall semester will be here before you know it. Anyway, Campus Bookmart, the big yellow building right across the main campus on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg are available 24-7 at campusbookmart.net. All right, the football season is right around the corner. And, of course, a lot of us sports publications, magazines are, are hitting the newsstands now for people to, to get their fill of preseason football and where they think the Golden Eagles might fit in the lineup of Conference USA. SB Nation and its writer Bill Connolly has uh, published his report today uh, that's coming out on Conference USA. According to to Bill Connolly of SB Nation, Marshall is the number one team in Conference USA heading into the 2019 season, followed by the North Texas Mean Green. He has Marshall 1, North Texas 2. What's interesting about the Texas schools is North Texas is the only school uh, from Bill Connolly that's getting any love at all. He thinks that when you look at the other Texas schools, including UTEP, UTSA, and Rice, that those other schools in Texas would all be having good seasons if they just finished with a 4-8 and eight record, which that's certainly nothing to write home about. So the Mean Green carrying the Lone Star State on its shoulders, apparently, according to Bill Connolly of SB Nation. Meanwhile, after Marshall and North Texas, he has FIU ranked third, Florida Atlantic ranked fourth, and then our beloved Golden Eagles check in fifth. So if you look at, um, at standings, According to Bill Connolly, the way that it's going to shake out in the West, he's got North Texas 1 and Southern Miss 2. Athlon Sports uh, kind of concurs with SB Nation and Bill Connolly, having North Texas number 1, Southern Miss number 2 in the West. Athlon Sports has the Mean Green finishing with a 7-1 and one conference mark, Southern Miss with a 6-2 and two record, but then UAB right behind at 5-3, and three, La Tech at 4-4, four and four, and then all the rest of them kind of... Um, asterisks so looking at a lot of the uh, cross-section of these uh, publications it looks like north texas and southern miss are considered to be the cream of the crop in the western division and then in the eastern division of course marshall and then the florida schools florida international and 
FIU. Really, those are about the only teams, according to a lot of the prognosticators, that uh, that are noteworthy. Uh, something else that is that is kind of depressing, actually, not necessarily impressive, but depressing, is there's 130 schools in Division One NCAA that have football teams. All right, and a lot of these ranking services will rank them one through 130. And when you look, when you look at where a lot of these prognosticators um, have the teams from Conference USA. We'll just start with Southern Miss. The Golden Eagles are right now ranked 74th out of 130. So essentially right there in the, in the middle of the pack. All right. So the rest of the con- a lot of the rest of the teams in the conference. Now remember, there's 130 schools. All right. They've got UTEP ranked at 130. That means the very worst team in Division I, UTEP at 130. Texas San Antonio at 128, Rice at 126, and Charlotte at 120. So four of the bottom 10 schools, according to this cross-section of polls, has four Conference UA schools in the bottom 10. And right not far behind them is Old Dominion at 119, Middle Tennessee at 104, and Western Kentucky at 101. So in the top 130, Seven of the Conference USA schools are either 100 or worse in those rankings. Again, 74th is where the Golden Eagles check in. Now, looking at the different units on the football team, the, these cross-section of, of polls looked at uh, the different units, the defensive backs, the wide receivers, the defensive line, the offensive line, etc., and ranked the schools from top to bottom. All right, when you look at the Southern Miss team going into this season, the defensive line was ranked number one in the entire conference going into the 2019 season. Not bad, and lofty expectations for the defensive line. Of course, everybody who has followed Southern Miss has said that, that this year's defense is going to be pretty good, and it starts right up there on the line of scrimmage. The defensive line ranked number one in this cross-section. Okay, The defensive backs ranked third in the conference as a unit. Third out of all the teams in Conference USA. The linebacking core for the, for the Golden Eagles ranked fifth. Now, do you notice a trend here? All three of those units on the defensive side of the ball. And again, that goes right in line with everybody has said that, is, that has followed the Southern Miss team, that the defense is going to do most of the heavy lifting here. Now, when you look at the offensive side of the ball, the offensive line, which was much maligned last year, young and inexperienced, checks in in this cross-section of polls, sixth. Sixth out of all the teams in, in the league. The offensive line ranking sixth. But when you look at the running backs and wide receivers for Southern Miss, as a unit now we're talking about, as a group, neither the running backs nor the wide receivers got any love at all. They, they weren't ranked in the, in, in the top in the top eight or nine of the conference as a unit. So the offensive side of the ball is definitely going to have to step it up. And, of course, they, they know that. And uh, recruiting-wise has reflected, you know, getting some help on that side of the line. And the offensive line will have to lead the way. But after really being criticized last year and struggling a bit on the offensive line, to get that, sixth, that number six rating in the conference is really pretty good news. When you think about it. Okay, so overall as a team, again, Southern Miss picked to finish fifth overall, but second in the West Division, 
by most cross-section of polls. But then when you go to preseason expectations, you know, newcomer of the year, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, MVP, all those sorts of things. Well, let's, let's list them for you. The offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, top freshman of the year, top newcomer, which doesn't necessarily have to be a freshman, okay, can be a transfer, breakout player, or comeback player of the year. Those are the, those are the different categories. Not one Southern Miss name on that list. Offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, top freshman, top newcomer, coach of the year, breakout player, comeback player of the year. Not one Golden Eagle mentioned. But yet, Southern Miss picked to finish second in the West and fifth overall in Conference USA. So what do we make of all that? If we pull all this apart, what it tells you is that there doesn't appear to be any quote-unquote superstar Hollywood-type talent on the Southern Miss team. And again, these are all sports writers, and it's all just kind of, you know, it doesn't mean a hill of beans because you got to play the games, right? But it's kind of fun to look at before the season as to what everybody else who doesn't have any skin in the game expects from this Southern Miss team. But with no names being listed for any preseason awards, but the team finishing fifth in the overall poll, how we break that down and make it out is they think Southern Miss as a team is pretty doggone good compared to other teams in the conference. No individual superstars, as we mentioned, but to get that high of a ranking with no awards, you know, preseason awards or people projected to get any of those awards, awards that means that they're, they're thinking pretty highly of the Golden Eagles. You know, Bill Connolly of, of SB Nation and Athlon Sports and a cross-section of all these different polls. That's kind of the way it looks, but really, really a feather in the cap for the defense. The defensive line ranked number one in the conference heading into the season. The defensive backs third in the conference, linebackers fifth. So again, this, this nasty bunch defense, all right, which made its name, you know, back in the early 80s. Looks like it might be back as a unit. If they stay healthy and perform like a lot of sports writers expect them to perform. Football season is upon us. Right around the corner, the players will be moving in and beginning practice. And we'll be back at M.M. Roberts Stadium cheering on the black and gold. It's kind of fun to break it down and see what everybody else thinks. Glad that you're with us on this Monday, July 1st installment of the Eagle Hour on our Super Talk Mississippi network of stations. And we'll continue after we burn this time out. Southern Miss to the top. From the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, Kelly Sander along with uh, Dalton J. Stanford Esquire that producing the program today. This third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill in Hattiesburg, the great place to pregame while you're headed over to campus for a game or theatrical event or whatever might be going on on campus, 4th Street Bar and Grill, right over the uh, 
Highway 49 bridge right there. Anybody that's in Hattiesburg knows where the 4th Street Bar and Grill is. And if you're not from Hattiesburg, ask. Or you can put it in your UPS. Or what is that thing on your phone? UPS. The UPS thing? GPS? Oh, GPS. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) GPS. 4th Street Bar and Grill, home of the $8.95 lunch. And that includes drinks. Uh, Great place to shoot pool, pocket billiards over there. And, of course, great Southern Miss memorabilia. Take a trip down memory lane while you enjoy great food at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Rejoining us now, we got our phone situation worked out. And, again, live radio, sometimes these things happen. The director of the National Center for Spectator Sports Safety and Security, Dr. Lou Marciani from the Southern Miss campus. And, Dr. Marciani, your your work now continues to expand. And it was originally just stadium security and maybe uh, basketball game security. And yeah. now this thing, World Cup, good heavens. Yeah. What, what an undertaking. <laughs> well, things have changed. Uh, you know, you go back to 9-11, and, you know, that's 2001, and we are in 19. So the world's changed. The threats have changed. Many things have changed, uh, Kelly. But one of the significant changes is the uh, uh, way in which we're doing business in uh, in uh, sports today. And that is, you know, the stadium was the main source of revenues of most of these facilities. But uh, the trend started where we're, we're going to look at multi-developments that includes restaurants and bars and uh, condos and spread things out so that it's, the experiences increase from just the game itself to an entire environment. Well, that certainly has turned us upside down, right? Uh, the security of a game is one thing. Now you're looking at uh, security of an entire uh you know, uh, environment or nation, if you want to call it, uh, that could be miles and miles of uh, of uh, opportunities for uh, something to go wrong. It, it, so, would, it would seem to me, Dr. Marciani, that the location of the of the venue itself would be paramount. And I'll give you an example. Yeah. You've got Fenway Park in Boston, which yeah. and, and Wrigley Field in Chicago yeah. are right in residential yeah. neighborhoods. Right. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway too yeah. is is. I mean, this the street that that the the motor speedway is at is is a regularly driven street to where god forbid yeah. somebody could drive up with a u-haul truck full of bad things and th- so so i mean but but venues if they're out kind of in the country to where you can get some perimeter space if you will yeah you know i, I would think that 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 would be huge going forward well you, your point's well taken the Urban and rural, there's two different things. The urban, like Yankee Stadium, Fenway, Wrigley, uh, Indy 500, you know, you, you, that's what you got to work with, right? Right. And, and so their strategies are a little different than a, a stadium that's out in, in the rural area. So we adjust the, uh, the uh, plans to, to meet those needs, all right? And uh, we, we adjust. But, again, the, even the uh, – let's take the Texas Rangers, right? Okay. They're building a new stadium. Well, if you go, I don't know, you've probably been to a Texas Rangers game. Sure. The stadium's out there by itself in a beautiful stadium. Well, they're tearing that thing down, and we'll, in a year and a half, we'll have a new stadium. But the new stadium now, it, it's a complex. It's going to have the state-of-the-art restaurants and uh, housing and uh, bars. And, and so the, the, the era of that stadium sticking out in, uh, out in the woods somewhere is gone. So that really does change uh, permanently the way we're going to be dealing with security. You, you talked in, in our earlier segment, you used yeah. the term soft target. So that yeah. would lead me to believe that there's also yeah. hard targets. Can you, yeah. can you tell us what yeah. differentiate? 
Yeah, very good question. Uh, uh, when we call, when we say that stadium is hardened, that means that we've mitigated risk to the point where we think we have the physical, let's say, uh, security measures in place, the right staff, we trained, we exercised, we got we got uh, good multi-agency collaboration with the local authorities, everything is, is tightened up. Soft target means that there's a lot of gaps. So when what we normally do with a venue is the first thing we look at is a risk assessment. And that risk assessment then tells us how vulnerable that stadium is or arena or, or complex, and that tells us whether it's hardened or not. So we go by the risk assessment itself, uh, Kelly. And all, the, and all of this research going on right there at campus at the University yeah. of Southern Mississippi is part of the, uh, the National Center for Spectator Sports yeah. Safety and Security. But now, as if it's, it's not hard enough to, to handle all those other things, now your work is so well noted yeah. and so well done that now they're, they're talking about concert venues and things yeah. like that not necessarily related to sports. No, uh, we've been asked a very good question again. We've been asked by the government and by uh, the industry itself that uh, since we're so uh, allied with uh, special events, we used to call special events, whether it's a concert uh, after a game or before a game or whatever, to look at the principles and research and training we're doing now and see if we can reach out to the uh, entertainment industry and assist them with their needs so it really is in the same family, uh, as I would say, Kelly, that, that we, can, we can work our way through that uh, industry as well and uh, hopefully uh, give a, a help uh, to them. And actually, a lot of it's, sometimes it's one and the same because yeah. there, there are concerts before right. the Indianapolis 500 right. or, or after a college football game, you know, a Jimmy Buffett yeah. concert after yeah. the game or something like that. So you've got to tackle a lot of things. Now, you hear all the time about... Uh, internet chatter and things like yeah. that from from people who would want to do us harm yeah uh, i would imagine that fits into into this puzzle somewhere i mean oh, how, how much would you know that if there was going to be potential trouble at a sporting event well um cyber security is is mainly on it's on the radar screen and uh what we have done uh or i should say the the industry has done is uh either in-house or, or out, uh, outside their the realm, they'll, they'll hire companies that will monitor uh, social media uh, 24-7, whether it's regarding players, uh, regarding the up-and-coming game, the game itself. So we the, the number one, uh, when you look at intelligence, the number one source uh, is uh, social media. And obviously, there's federal uh, intel as well. But I would say that uh, the number one priority of any organization operating a, a game itself or concert would be to reach out for, uh, obviously, what we call intelligence. And intelligence comes in many ways. And believe me, that has probably stopped many, many incidents from occurring in this country because of uh, good connection with the uh, with social media. Dr. Lou Marciani is with us at the, from the University of Southern Mississippi. He's the director of the National Center for Spectator Sports Safety and Security. Yeah. With new stadiums being built seemingly yeah. every year, Dr. Marciani, the one, one common thread is they get bigger and bigger and bigger because the owners have got more bills to pay, uh, players are making more money, etc. Does the size of the venue, the bigger the, the bigger the venue, make it more difficult to defend? That's what logic would dictate, but is that the case? Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to say yes and no, all right? Okay. Uh, 
Uh, true. You, you, you might have more uh, access to the stadium, more more gates, right? Right. That means we have to shore up more gates. Uh, so that might cause, uh, you know, the same principle as gate one to gate 12. Uh, however, on the new stadiums, there's a role for technology as we design of stadiums. So we're gaining uh, strength from the newness of it. It might be in the terms of, uh, you know, a better physical security, better cameras, a better uh, um uh, access to uh, uh, gate security. Uh, so the more modern, the, the more uh, bells and whistles we can have with from Wi-Fi for communication purposes to more of a, uh, a proactive stance in security. So uh, the answer to your question is it's good and bad, but I think it's be- as the new ones go up, we're better off. You know, as we as sporting fans across this country enjoy sporting events, we take our families and we yeah. enjoy our hot dogs and popcorn and the sporting Rarely do we ever think that there could be, you know, evil lurking around the corner. And yeah. Dr. Lou Marciana, I would imagine none of your people breathe or, or the people that you work with breathe a sigh until after each and every event is yeah. done. Well, uh, the number one, uh, you know, if you want to prioritize what, our, what the uh, trends are in security, uh, domestic and international terrorists is still number one and will be number one. Uh, so it's a concern of ours to think in terms of how they think to, uh, you know, come up with good preventive measures to uh, thwart that. But but to tell you the truth, and, and I say this to, to all those people I talk to, something is going to happen. Something is going to happen in our society. But I think what we're preparing ourselves for in this country is to mitigate that risk the best we can. And, and if something would happen, how do we, you know, enhance that response so we can save lives? So that's how we really look at everything every day, Kelly, is it knowing that, hey, uh, you know, this uh, baseball season, something might happen or next football season or that next concert. Something is going to happen. We want to maintain good security, and we also want the fans to enjoy themselves and not to worry about that. So that's why we work. We all work so hard in this nation, from the government down, to keep our um, democracy in place, in a sense, right. so that we can enjoy ourselves as families. You're never going to be able to eliminate the risk, but you can certainly minimize it. And yeah, doctor- that, that, that's it. That's our formula here every day. Okay, hang loose, Doctor Marciano. We're going to continue our discussion okay. after we burn time out. Number two. Thank you. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Gulfport Home Center, South Mississippi's leader for pre-manufactured homes. Whether you're looking to downsize or maybe looking to put some uh, something on your, your getaway property, Gulfport Home Center in Gulfport. Proud to be a um, member and a partner with us here on the Eagle Hour. Joining us on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline, the Director of National Security for Spectator Sports Safety and Security, NC4S, is Dr. Lou Marciani. Southern Miss is where all this is taking place. So this is the Eagle 
Radio Hour. So yeah. it's nice to talk sports, but it's also nice to talk about some of the other great work going on on campus. So, Dr. Marciani, we yeah. talked about uh, the, the World Cup that you guys are now doing work on the World Cup. How, how much more problematic is the fact that most of these events in the World Cup do not take place on American soil? Well, it's been uh, we, in 2016, uh, we were vetted by Interpol to uh, they were looking for an academic institution, Kelly, to support them in uh, developing and delivering training to police commanders uh, for international sporting events. Well, we were very fortunate to uh, receive that uh, acknowledgement. So we now are in the process. We're, we're going to be doing our we just finished our fifth course and uh, out of six. And uh, all six courses will be accredited by Interpol. And we began, tra- officially began training two months ago for the police commanders in, in Doha, uh, Qatar. We're getting ready now for the uh, 2022 World Cup. And by the way, uh, Kelly, you know, the World Cup's coming to America, men's, in 26. So we'll be actually... What we're doing for Qatar will just transfer over to the United States uh, come uh, uh, f- three years from now. But World Cup crowds are nuts. I mean, yeah. I mean that yeah. in, a, in a good way, but, yeah. but there, there's a lot of people that follow the World Cup. Well, in, in Qatar, there'll be three million people going to Doha, which is a small country to begin with. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you got cultures, you got uh, vivid fans, as you know, that are uh, uh, gun ho. Uh, it's a very difficult event to run, and we've learned a lot from the commanders ourselves. Uh, we've It's been a, a mutual process over the last uh, three years, but I think we're getting uh, the feel of... Uh, what's going to happen in Qatar in 22 and the training our training is a little different than the United States you got different type of systems of security different uh, 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 cultures that you have to deal with so it's been uh, a pleasure for this university and for this center to be engaged at the highest level probably in sport uh, and, and, and hopefully making a difference uh, in Qatar in 22. Well, speaking of high levels, there's there's a person that's at high level in the United States government who thinks that the work that yeah. Southern Miss is doing is huge. Yeah, he's huge. And, uh, <laughs> uh, well, the, President, uh, the Trump administration has, yeah. has come forth with a bunch of money for you guys yes, to continue yes, your work. Yes, uh, uh, we're very proud of that. Uh, this current administration is very supportive of defense, very supportive of Homeland Security. They recognize, you know, that... Uh, the work in sports uh, and entertainment are important for American, you know, uh, uh, democracy and the way we live and how important it is uh, for us to have uh, a chance to go out to a game and not worry about security. And uh, we were able to uh, uh, accrue a $3 million grant from him to uh, increase training. And uh, Kelly, one of the first areas we went to when we got the increase was for schools. We just completed an, an online course for risk for the 19,000 school districts in this country Wow! for people who are responsible for planning and implementing interscholastic athletics and after-school activities. So we're going to make a big dent here as time moves on to assist in um, really uh, shoring up uh, high school uh, athletics as well. Man, who would have thought that when all this started back in the early 2000s that, uh, that all of this great work that continues to go on at Southern Miss yeah. would be almost the epicenter 
for security of sporting events, not only in this country, but now across the world, right here in Hattiesburg, in our own, at our own Southern Miss. Dr. Lou Marciani, continued success. Well, I'm proud to say that. I'm proud that it's our university, right? Right. I'm proud that it's in Hattiesburg and that uh, we can be, you know, the top uh, institution in in the well, we'll say in the United States and possibly like in, like in the whisper of the world to lead with good research, to good, with good training, accreditation, certifications to help this industry so that at the end of the day, like we said earlier, uh, Kelly, uh, mitigate risks best we can, enhance response the best we can so people can uh, rest assured that we're doing the best we can in America from the government down to secure security so they can enjoy themselves. And it is unfortunate that we live in the world we do, but there, yeah. there are models monsters that lurk. Yes, there is. Uh, unfortunately. And, yeah. uh, and it's good to know that, that you guys are, uh, are, are not, not asleep at the, witch, at, at no. the switch, Dr. Marciani. No. Again, thanks for being on the well, Eagle Hour and joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity, Kelly. Thank you. Yeah, we'll pick up that conversation yeah. uh, somewhere down the road, yes? Yes, I'd love to. All right, buddy. Thank you so See much. You Bye-bye. All right, Dr. Bye. Lou Marciani, from the, he's the director of the National Center for Spectator Sports Safety and Security, also known as NC4S. That'll do it for this Monday edition as we get into the month of July. Tomorrow, the Professor Patrick McGee will be joining us from the Biloxi Sun-Herald, normally a guest on Thursday. But because it's July 4th, we will not have an Eagle Hour on Thursday. No show on Friday as well. Bob Getty and Captain D. David Sutton will be in Columbia, Mississippi on Wednesday as part of the Columbia Bicentennial Celebration. The Eagle Hour live Wednesday from Columbia. For producer Dalton J. Stanford Esquire, I'm Kelly Sander. Thanks for joining us. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.